He molded and built a small lonely hill that he knew would be called Calvary. Then he made a seed that would grow to be sheltered it with moss. He grew the tree that he knew would be used to make an old rugged cross. Nothing took his life. With love he gave it. He was crucified on a tree Mark, why don't you come on up, and uh, they're going to drop this pulpit, and he's going to share once again. Looking forward and enjoying this uh, this study. All right, thanks once again for uh, for coming out tonight. Uh, I appreciate that, Josh. Um, if you weren't here last week, uh, we we talked about. Um, how our solar system got to be here, how the Earth got to be here, um, how, uh, how all that came together. And we talked about the vortex theory of gravity, uh, and we talked about uh, Genesis chapter 1. Uh, both sides, both, both the uh, creation side, the, the uh, theory from, from the Bible, and then you also have uh, evolution. And uh, we're going to present both sides again tonight, but tonight we're going to talk about a different topic. And uh, we're going to um, look at, was it really from ape to man? Okay, turning to anthropology, uh, turning to uh, the, uh, the, the fossil record, if you will, 
uh, and, and where mankind came from, okay? Uh, so before we get started, let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer, and then we'll get started tonight. Heavenly Father, uh, God, what a blessing it is to be in your house tonight. Um, God, it, it truly is a privilege, and uh, Lord, we are not worthy, uh, Lord, to, to even know you, to even talk to you, Father, but we have that chance, and we, we thank you for that tonight. God, would you please bless, uh, bless tonight, God, would you please be lifted up on high, and God, may, may we see you as truly as who you are, God, the creator of all things, the almighty creator, and yet, Lord, you loved us so much that you died for us on the cross. God, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, so uh, we're going to look at this tonight, and, um, and hopefully it'll be a blessing to you. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and get started then. So um, in order to, to start here, we have to look at the geologic timeline, okay? And I'm going to talk more about this in week number five. I'm going to hit a lot of things in week number five. <laughs> but uh, so here we kind of have a, a timeline of, of evolution, okay? And we know that the earth formed around 4.4 billion years ago, if you believe in evolution, Okay, the Earth believed it about 4.4 billion years ago, and and uh, geologists have created this geologic timeline. Okay, and this isn't the best picture here, but I'll I'll break it down better for you. But uh, many believe we're entering into a new age called the Anthropocene. Okay, because mankind is changing the face of the planet as we know it, because there's so much technology going on right now, because there's so many things changing. All right, and and every single time something drastic happens we enter into a new age. Now, the, the geologic ages are broke down into three different parts. You have eras, you have periods, and then you have epochs. Okay? And I, I don't know who named that, but they chose to name it that way. So within one era, you're going to have multiple pe uh, periods, and within each period, you're going to have multiple epochs. Okay? So right now, we are in the Cenozoic era, in, in the Quaternary period, and we are, many believe, we're entering into the... Uh, Anthropocene epoch, okay? Others believe we're also, also in the Holocene epoch, but that's a debate that many people are arguing and nobody else cares, so uh, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. <laughs> but that's just to show you that they change the epoch when something drastic occurs, and because they believe that the world is drastically changing, uh, that we're entering into, into a new epoch, okay? So if we're going to look back as to when mankind started to evolve from the former beings, okay, that happened about six to seven million years ago, okay, and that, that happened back in the Pliocene epoch right here, okay, uh, so that's about six, six to seven million years ago, and we're going to break this down for you, okay, so many people believe that, that really don't study evolution, that we came from chimpanzees or from apes, but, but we didn't, okay, we, we all... Well, I'm not getting there yet. As, as, as an evolutionist, they believe that we did not come from apes. Uh, we, we, we and apes are like brothers or cousins, and we both came from the same former ancestor. Okay? We just evolved differently. Okay? So that, that's what this is showing here. We all, these millions of years, we all evolved from the same single organism. Okay? And that's, that's what they believe. We all came from one specific animal, or whatever you want to call it. Okay? So I'm going to break this down for you, and there's four different branches in this tree, okay? There's, there's four different, and uh, don't mind the pictures, I sold this off of Josh's phone, no, I was kidding. Uh, so, um, so here we have, uh, let me do my water bottle. We have four different branches, okay? 
And um, I'm going to try to make this easier for you. I asked my wife last week, I said, is it easy to take notes when I'm teaching? And she's like, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not what I wanted to do. So I'm going to try to break this down so it's easier to take notes tonight um, so you can kind of get more on paper, okay? So we have four different branches um, uh, that evolved over time, and they all came from the same ancestor. So the first one here is the Ardipithecus group, okay? The second one is Australopithecus group, the third is Paranthropus group, and the fourth is the Homo group, okay? And that's, that's a species that we're in, okay? We are called Homo sapiens, okay? So they're all four different specific species, but they all come from the same family, if you will, okay? So we're going to hit on the first one here, Ardipithecus, and see what, what type of animal this was. So within, within Ardipithecus species, there are four subspecies, okay? And they are known as, <clears throat> help me out here, Sahalanthropus chidensis, Auroran tugensis, Ardipithecus cadaba, and Ardipithecus ramidus, okay? Um, and those are the four subspecies found within the species known as Ardipithecus, okay? Now, I know this is very scientific. These are all Latin words, but this is, this is how they classify them, okay? So if we're going to understand where they're coming from, where we come from, we have to know our history, right? This is... This is your new family name, okay? Get used to it. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so this group lived about four and a half to seven million years ago, okay? And, and, and this is how they were characterized. Uh, they were about the size of chimpanzees today, but we know that their teeth uh, had very thick enamel on them. So uh, what, what's on your teeth, if you don't know what enamel is, it's the hardest substance in your body, and it's what makes your teeth harder than any bone that you have, Okay. And so enamel is something that, that will stay on there for an extremely long time. Even after you, your bones decay, your enamel can still be seen on your teeth. And so they, they see the enamel on these, chimp or on, these, uh, on these teeth of this Ardipithecus species, and uh, they realize that the enamel, even after millions of years, is still tremendously thick, showing that uh, this, this animal had an extremely hearty diet, eating lots of roots, eating lots of uh, fibrous material, okay? Um, they began to walk upright as well. Uh, so, so this is the first species uh, that we came from that began to walk on two legs rather than four, okay? Now, now chimpanzees can stand up on two legs, but when they walk on two legs, it's kind of like they have a limp. Okay? If, if you ever watch a chimpanzee, that's how they walk because they weren't meant to walk that way, Okay? So, so this is the, the first species that was able to walk upright. And we, we find that because they have elongated legs. They've got longer legs than the species had before them. The, 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 their bones were longer, and they had more rigid feet. So chimpanzees kind of have their feet look like hands. They're very claw-like, okay? And so that's what makes it hard for them to walk. But these species, they had more rigid feet, like we do, flatter, longer, and wider, allowing them to walk better. And they had a different cranium and spinal cord joint, Okay. So, in the back of your head is where your, your spinal cord connects, okay? So, if this is my head, this is the front of my head, okay? The spinal cord is going to go right here. Everybody see that? Everybody understand? That's where your backbone goes into your head, okay? With, with apes, it's on the back of the head like this. And that's why when apes look up, they have to stand up because their necks don't, it doesn't go back like, like ours do, Okay? So they have to stand up. This is the first species where the backbone was in the middle of the head so the head could rest on top of the backbone and they didn't have to stand up in order to look up. Okay? Does that make sense? Okay. 
So, so th this was the first species in which they found that joint to be further up in the skull than before. Before, the backbone attached to the back of the skull like that. Okay? So that, that w that's what was huge about this group because it allowed the, the head to rotate more and to stand up like humans do, unlike apes. Okay? Um, th they still had an elongated face and a prominent brow. So apes, they have a very sloped face. We have a, fat, a flat face. And, uh, and they have a very prominent brow line, and, and we don't. Well, some people do, but most of us don't. Okay. Uh, they, were, they were found mostly in Africa, in Ethiopia, Kenya, and Chad. Okay. And these were found uh, anywhere between 1970 up to 2001 is when, is when most of these fossils were found for, for this species. Okay. So that's, that's the first branch. The next branch is Australopithecus. Okay. And within this species, there are four other subspecies, okay? Australopithecus anamensis, Australopithecus afarensis, Australopithecus garhi, and Australopithecus africanus, okay? Those are the four specific, specific um, subspecies in this group. Can anybody tell me which one of those is very special? No? Diego? Absolutely. That's the fossil that we know as Lucy. Okay? That's, that's, and I'll dive more into that one in a little bit. Uh, Afarensis here in the middle, that's the famous Lucy fossil that many people know, know today. Okay? So we'll, I'll dive more into that one in a little bit. But this group lived about two to four million years ago. Okay? And um, due to the dating, things like that, we were able to figure that out. And um, <clears throat> so they, they were a little larger than modern chimpanzees. Their, their femur bones were longer, therefore they were taller, they were a little bigger. Uh, um, their legs were longer, su suggesting longer strides and walking, but they still had the long arms and the, and the curved hands for climbing trees, for, for holding on to trees. So, so we believe that they lived partially on the ground and partially in the trees. They weren't 100% on the ground yet. Okay. We do know that they survived longer than any previous bipedal species, meaning walking on two feet. Okay. So, so this is the longest lasting species so far that walked on two feet instead of four, and their, their cranial capacity increased. So usually if your, if your cranium, your skull bone, is a little bigger, usually you're going to have more brain mass in there, okay? That doesn't mean that all the time, but <clears throat> we, or scientists believe that with an increased, uh, increased capacity in the brain, it would allow for larger brain matter in there and thus being a smarter animal, okay? Uh, they were found in Ethiopia, Kenya, and Tanzania, Africa. Okay, so we're going to dive into Lucy here and see what was special about her. Okay, um, she lived about 3.2 million years ago. Okay, and uh, she survived for about 900,000 years. Um, the the most important part about this is that uh, uh, the skeletal remains were found with bipedal foot trails. So so the foot trails is what scientists believe. That, that, that's the, the, the most important evidence showing that she walked upright, okay? They have preserved, and, and you can go down to the Creation Museum and see these as well. They have, uh, they have the same ones. But you can go there, and they have the preserved footprints of something that walked upright on two feet. And because these were found nearby Lucy, they believe that Lucy made these foot trails, and therefore she walked upright, okay? So you can see it's two feet instead of four, Okay. So that's the most important thing about Lucy is it showed that, okay? Uh, now, now, her cranium is still about a third the size of humans. She still had long arms with curved fingers, 
okay? Uh, but she was different than modern chimpanzees. She was different than anything else before her. She was found in 1974 in, in both Ethiopia and Tanzania, okay? So, so they, they found multiple beings, multiple animals of the same species, and they're found throughout uh, these locations, okay? So that's what's most important about Lucy. Now we turn to the third group, okay? And this is uh, the Paranthropus species. There's three within this species. Uh, so this species here is uh, characterized with uh, Paranthropus aethiopicus, Paranthropus robustus, and Paranthropus boisei. These are three more uh, other animals within this group from which um, some people believe we may have come from. And this group is, is characterized, they lived about 1.2 to 2.7 million years ago, and they're known for their robust teeth and jaw bones. So they had enormous teeth, I mean enormous. Their molars were about four times the size of ours, okay? They were huge. And so they, they had very large amounts of enamel on them, suggesting a very fibrous diet. So therefore, if you look at, at chimpanzees, they live mostly in the trees and partially on the ground. Their diet usually consists of, of fruit, uh, and they, they also are carnivores, but they don't, they don't hunt real big things. So they'll, they'll eat small rodents, but they don't have very big teeth. So because this animal had very large teeth, we believe, believe they live mostly on the ground, eating roots and very fibrous, hardy things like that on the ground. Okay? Um, and uh, they, they also had a slightly larger cranial capacity than the previous species. They were also a little taller. They had longer legs, different things like that. Okay, so this was bigger, more, looking more like a gorilla than a chimpanzee, if you will. Okay? And they were also found in Africa. Now we turn to the last group. And, and this group is, is the species that we're a part of. Okay? And, and they're known as the homo species. Homo um, is Latin for man. Okay? That's what that means. Uh, Paranthropus means beside man, meaning almost man. Okay? Uh, then, then you have Artipithecus is, um, oh, I have it written down here. Artipithecus is Latin for uh, ground or floor ape, meaning it's the first ape that lived on the ground. And Australopithecus is Latin for southern ape because it's the southernmost ape that they found. Okay. So this consists of seven different subspecies. You, you have Homo rudolfensis, Homo habilis, Homo heidelbergensis, Homo erectus, Homo neanderthalensis, Homo floresiensis, and Homo sapiens. And many people know the top guy there as Neanderthal man. Okay? If you, if you ever heard of that, that's where that term came from. Okay? So these are, are the, the seven subspecies that's in this group. They lived from about two million years ago to present. And they were the first species to live 100% on the ground. Okay? Uh, they, they lived you know, their entire life on the ground. They were the first group to use hand tools as well. We know that because when they were buried, uh, there's hand tools buried next to them, okay? Um, and they're the only species that we can find that has that. Uh, they have a larger cranial capacity as well, and they're taller than any other previous group. So the oldest fossils they found are in northern Africa, okay? And then they, they started to migrate into uh, eastern Asia, China, Indonesia, um, and then up into Europe, okay? And so um, those are... The, uh, those are the, the fossils found for the, for the Homo species. Okay? Now, there are two very important subspecies within here, and the first one is, is Homo heidelbergensis. Now, m many believe this is where we evolved from, where, where actual Homo sapiens evolved from this species. 
due to the fact that they had the flattest face of any other species before. And it's a very prominent feature in apes that they have a, a sloped forehead and we have a flat one. Okay, that's a very prominent feature in them and a very prominent feature in us. That's one of the major things that scientists look for to, to distinguish. Okay, and so they had the flattest brain or flattest forehead that, that any other species had. And they were the first species to, to actually hunt large animals, okay, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, so so that was, is an, that's a very important species there. The next one is Neanderthal man. Okay? Now these were the, the most sophisticated um, uh, species so far. We know that they lived in villages. They were the first species to wear clothing. Okay? That's very important. Uh, they buried their dead. They're even, they even believed um, to have to put memorials on top of where they buried their dead. Okay? And, and no other species before that did that. Uh, they used hand tools. They were the first ones to use fire uh, to draw cave paintings. Okay, this was a very sophisticated group of people. Um, they were shorter and stockier um, than, than most people uh, <laughs> today um, because they lived in a colder environment. They had to have thicker skin. They had, had to have more hair. Uh, they had, had to have a bigger nose, okay, and um, <clears throat> as well as bigger cheeks or cheekbones, okay. And so uh, these were found in Europe and Western Asia. Now, some of these they actually found perfectly preserved, full skeletons and all. And uh, th that's what's so interesting about these because this is one of the only, essentially the only species they found that has a perfectly preserved entire skeleton. Okay. Um, so th so that's, that's pretty much everything that, uh, that includes w with, with the evolutionary theory as far as where we come from. Okay. That's, that's our past. That's our family tree, if you will, if you're looking at it from, from an evolution standpoint. Okay. But now we're, we're going to turn to, to the biblical standpoint and, um, and see, uh, see what God had to say about it. Okay? So let's turn in your Bible to Genesis. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1 and uh, verse number 24, actually. Genesis 1.24 says this. <clears throat> And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beasts of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree, yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat." And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for meat. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Let's skip down to Genesis 2, verse number 7. The Bible says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Okay? And let's look at verse number 21 as well. 
Genesis 2.21, the Bible says this, and the, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. So there, there we have the story of, of how God created mankind. Okay? And... Uh, and we, we know that, that that is true. We know that that is true. Okay? Now, what I find interesting about this, what I find very interesting about the first book of Genesis, and in Genesis chapter 2, is that mankind is the only thing that God created with his hands. Every other thing God spoke into existence. But the Bible says that he formed man out of the dust of the earth. And, and, and everything else was spoken into existence. God took the time out of his busy schedule to reach down and put some dust together to form mankind. <laughs> that's how much he cares about us. And that's what makes it different. That's what makes it different from us evolving from, from some animals because our God loves us so much and cares for us so much that he decided to make us with his own two hands. And that's, that's what I find fascinating about this. It's, it's, it, I mean, it blows me away. If you, if you study, study the genealogies of, of the Scripture, okay, go through Matthew chapter 1 or Luke chapter 2 or First Chronicles or Genesis, uh, you'll see adding up every single man that has lived since Adam, uh, you know, up, up to Jesus, Jesus Christ, that the earth has been around for about 6,000 to 10,000 years. Now, I, I don't think it goes as far as, as 10,000 years some people do, but I truly believe it's, it's around six, six to 7,000 years old, okay, as, as, a, as a planet, okay? And mankind has been on the earth for that long as well. So <clears throat> that, that's how long we've been around. We didn't evolve from anybody else. We all came from the same creator. God created animals, and he created mankind on the same day. They're, they're both from the same creator, but they're not from the same ancestor, okay? They're not from the same ancestor. So now we're going to look at the problems with each theory, okay? The problems with, with evolution and the problems with uh, creation as well, okay? <clears throat> so we'll start with evolution. So there's a lot of problems with evolution, <laughs> okay? There's a lot of problems. One of the most major ones is the lack of fossil evidence, <clears throat> okay? And I'll be honest, I was nervous, really nervous about tonight because I didn't take any biology in college, um, I, I took chemistry, I took biology in high school, but not in college. So I really didn't have any background in, in this field here, okay? But I did a lot of studying and a lot of reading, okay? And there's almost no fossil evidence whatsoever to back up their theories, okay? The majority of the species that we looked at tonight, the majority of them were formed from a jawbone and some teeth. That's... That's the dead honest truth. I got the, if, if you go on the uh, Smithsonian's website, you can look at every single one of these, and they say it right there. They say it right there. The, the only bones here were, were cranial bones, maybe a mandible, and some, and some teeth. And that's all, that, that's all they're going off of for the majority of, of these species. It's like, you, I mean, you can't create something out of just teeth. Yeah, teeth can show you DNA, and, and they can show you a lot of things about the animal, but... They're not going to show you how tall the animal was. They're not going to show you how big the animal was, how hairy it was. What it, it, you, you can't go off of just teeth, 
okay? And they're, they're missing major uh, uh, feet bones, leg bones, hip bones, back bones, arm bones, chest bones. That, that's all they have. Now, now, some of these, they might have found half of a femur or a toe bone or different things like that. But that's all. That, that, that's all they have, okay? For, for most of these species, they might have less than 10 bones, okay? And that, that's all. So they're missing a lot of evidence there, <laughs> a lot of evidence, okay? And you would think that if these species live for so long, you would have a lot more fossil evidence than just that, <laughs> okay? Yeah, they, they may not have, have reproduced as much, but you still have, I mean, they lived around for 900,000 years. I mean, come on, there should be more fossils than just 10 bones. Give me a break. All right, so, so they're, they're missing all that. Secondly, they have very inaccurate dating methods, okay? Now, I'll, I'll touch on this once again in week number five. But in order to date something that was once living, you use what's called carbon-14 dating, okay? And every living thing has an element inside it called carbon, okay? That's, that's one of the elements, if you remember back to chemistry, you know, the, the periodic table of elements, right? And carbon was one of them. Every living thing has carbon inside of it. And when every living thing dies, that carbon starts being released, okay? And, <clears throat> and it's a mathematical fact that every living thing, when it starts releasing that carbon, within 50,000 to 60,000 years, it'll be completely depleted of that carbon, okay? So if something is older than 60,000 years old, how can you measure the amount of carbon in it if there's none left, which should be the case, but all these apparently still have carbon in them, even though they're six million years old. All right, so, so they're very inaccurate dating methods. Now, there's other ways to date as well, but they are also inaccurate, okay? Uh, and we'll touch again on that in week number five. So that's, that's one of the major problems here, okay? Um, a, a, another one is inaccurate DNA testing. So some of these were tested again, and they were found to be completely different animals. Well, one of the tooth uh, or teeth that was tested found out to be a pig, okay? I mean, they, they're totally different. How do, you, how do you mess that up, okay? Now, if, if you look at our DNA, um, between us and chimpanzees, okay, there's a 4% difference in, in the actual DNA record of, of human beings and chimpanzees, okay? Between human beings, we're all 99.99% similar, Okay, that's how similar our DNA is, okay? Now, now, there's other animals that are even closer to us than chimpanzees, like pigs, okay? Pigs are 3% away from us, okay? So, so the DNA is all very similar, and, and scientists can say, well, that's because we all evolved from the same being. Or that could mean that we're all made by the same person, <laughs> and we're all made similarly, okay? If that's a word, similarly, so uh, th there, there's been some very inaccurate DNA testing, but yet they still continue to put that in the textbooks. They still continue to preach that, to teach that, and people accept that blindly, saying, oh, okay, you've been here for 25 years. You know what you're talking about. All right, so it's, it's not true. So all this allows the artist who created these pictures up here, they can create whatever they want because they might have a tooth bone and a jaw bone and a bone back here in the back of the neck, say, oh, okay. I'll say this guy looks like this. Now, a few bones don't tell you how much hair the person has, what color skin they have. It doesn't tell you everything about the, what they look like. Okay? So the majority of this is, is left up to uh, 
what the artist thinks or wants it to look like. Okay? And that's why you'd have all these drawings of, of everything. If you go down, go down to the Creation Museum, they, they fascinate me down there because they have, they have a replica of the fossil of Lucy, okay? of, of the bones that uh, Lucy is made up of. And they show what it could look like if you wanted it to look like an ape or what it could look like if you wanted it to look, look like a human. And it can look exactly like a, an older lady if you wanted it to, or it can look exactly like a chimpanzee. I mean, it's all about what the artist wants to see with those bones. That's all it is. So the majority of these pictures is just what the artist wants you to see. Okay? And that's, that's, that's the problem with these things, because as long as they paint a pretty picture, it's very believable. As long as they tell a good story, it's very believable. But most of it is based on false evidence. Lastly, um, <clears throat> genetic, genetics nowadays show that we all come from one race, okay? uh, which destroys their theory completely, um, showing that we all come from one man. Okay? And many try to say, well, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. But genetics now show we all came from one man, which is exactly what the Word of God says. Okay? And if evolution is true, then there should be different men evolving at the same time at different parts of the world. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Genetics shows differently. Okay? So, so that's, those are the major problems with, with this theory. Those are the major problems. Okay? And there's many more, a long list as well that we can go on and on and on. But these are huge. These are huge. And, and the, the most interesting part about it is they will tell you those as well. I mean, they might put them in the fine print down at the bottom, but they, they will tell you. Okay? And this is, this is what they're going off of. This is all they have. This is all they have. So to me, either way, either way you believe, you have an, an element of trust. And to me, those who believe in evolution have a lot more faith and trust than you and I do. You know why? Because for, for you and me, all we have to believe in is a creator, is a God. Okay, and if and if and if he's not real, then that's that's all we're basing it on. Okay, but for them, boy, they have to believe that the right star exploded, so, so the right solar system formed. If that didn't happen, boom, they're gone. They have to believe that the right planet formed at the right distance from the sun. If that's not true, bam, there is gone. They have to believe that that water had to form at, at the exact right time, so that, so that life, life could be created at that time as well. If that's not true, bam, there there is dead. They have to believe that that there, there was one single sort, one single celled organism, and that split into, into two. And if that didn't happen, bam, there there is gone. They're they're basing their trust on so many ifs, on so many ifs. It takes so much more faith to believe that than just to believe there's a God. <laughs> to believe there's a God. Okay, so. That's one thing that, that they don't understand, is that they, are, they have more faith than you and I, at least most of us do. At least most of us do. Okay? So that was kind of a skip ahead, but we're going to look at the problems with Lucy now. Okay? So <clears throat> the footprints that were found near Lucy are the best evidence of, of her walking upright. Okay? Um, but here's the interesting thing. Those footprints were dated at 3.66 million years old. Okay, with the same dating methods that they used to date Lucy, they dated the, the, the footprints, and they were dated at 3.66 million years old. Lucy is dated at 3.2 million years old. 
Hmm, 400,000 year difference between the footprints and the bones. Okay. The other major thing is the footprints were found in Tan Tanzania. The fossils were found 932 miles away in Ethiopia. 932 miles away. Okay. If you look at the footprints and you put them on a beach next to a bunch of other human footprints, they look exactly the same. In fact, there, there's three footprints that, that make, make it up. Okay. There's a set of adult footprints. There's a set of child footprints. And there's another set of adult footprints. And they're all different. Okay, but they look just exactly like humans, exactly like humans. And so they say, well, hey, we found these, these footprints. They're dated around the same time, give or take a few hundred thousand years. They're Lucy's. I don't know how they came up with that. <laughs> okay, so those are the, some of the major problems with that theory. She's missing major cranial brain and, and head bones, foot and hand bones. Okay, she's missing major amount of her skeleton. And yet they still come up with the fact that she is our former ancestor. Okay, um, so that, that's there's some there's some bullets in your in your belt <laughs> when somebody brings that up. Hey, look at this, and you can go right, right up right on Smithsonian's website. They have it right there. Okay, and I'm not saying that they're the end all be all for everything about evolution, but I'd say that they know what they're talking about. Okay. <clears throat> Here's the problems with, with the biblical uh, theory or what the Bible has to say. You have to believe in an almighty creator. You have to believe in an almighty creator. Because if there was no God, if there was nobody with, uh, with a plan in mind, then this would not have happened. It would not have happened. Secondly, you have to believe that he has an almighty purpose. He has an almighty purpose. And uh, if he has an almighty purpose for why he created us, there's no reason to be here. There's no reason to be here. Turn in your Bible, if you will, <clears throat> to Colossians chapter 1. Thankfully, the Bible answers both of these questions. Colossians chapter 1 and verse number 16. <clears throat> Colossians 1.16 says this, For by him were all things created. There's your answer to question number 1. There is an almighty creator. That are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or, or dominions or, or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So there's the almighty purpose. There's the purpose. We're created for him. Turn it to your Bible to Revelation. Revelation chapter 4. Revelation chapter 4 and verse number 11 says this, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. So there's the answer to both questions again. There's an almighty creator, and why did he create us? For his pleasure. It's, it's, we're created for him. We're, we're created to bring glory and honor to Christ. That is why we were made. We are made to praise and serve and worship the God who made us. It's just like any engineer. He doesn't, he doesn't create something so it doesn't do anything. He creates something for a purpose. It has a job. Right? Bridges transfer people across ravines. Houses allow people to stay inside while staying warm. Uh, uh, phones allow us to communicate with one another. They all have a purpose. And when God made the most complex organism ever, He had the best purpose for it in mind. And that purpose is to serve Him. And there's no better purpose, there's no better calling than that. Than that than to serve the one who created you. Amen. That's the best calling you can ever attain unto. Yep. You can ever attain unto. 
Now, I'm not going to read these. <clears throat> I guess what, No, I'm not going to read those. Those are long passages. If you turn to Proverbs chapter 8, uh, 22 through 31, and if you read in the book of Job, chapter 38 and 41, if, if you don't believe in a creator after reading those passages, I'm sorry, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> okay? There, there's so much in the book of Job that talks about what, the, what God created, and you'll be blown away by the amount of science that's in there, by, by, by the geology, and, and the, there's, just, there's so much in there that shows the power and, and the strength that he had by how glorious he has. Anybody who's ever seen any mountains or anything of, of size or the ocean, um, they have to believe, man, can you imagine the person who created this? Um, the strength and, and the power that he had. And yet, he still, he still formed us with his two hands. Out of the dust of the earth, the Bible says that he formed man out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into him the breath of life. And that's, that, that separates us completely, completely from, from, from any evolutionary theory. Because otherwise we're just an animal. And that's what most kids are being taught nowadays is that you come from animals, so you're an animal, so you can act like an animal, and that's okay. And, and that's where you get where you're at. That, that's why schools are a mess. That's why children are a mess. And, and parents can't do anything about it because the teacher's right. We all come from animals, so I guess they could be an animal. No. We're made by an almighty God, and we have an almighty purpose, and that's to serve Him. And it's about time Christians stood up and said something about it. That's, that's about all I have for tonight. But, but it's, this is a very important piece in the puzzle of whether creation is right or, or evolution is right. And once again, I think I'm biased here, but I believe creation comes out on top. Amen. Overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Okay. Uh, does anybody have any questions tonight about the presentation? Brother Terry. Seeing something right here that kind of blows their theories out of the water. They say it took like, like those groups that you had. Some had sloped heads, and some had bigger craniums and yep. stuff like that. Yep. And it took like these million years and everything. Are we seeing down that Zika virus down there shrinking the heads of unborn children and everything? It, doesn't it kind of blow it uh, the uh, their theories out of the water? I mean. Their actual craniums are smaller. These children are going to be born with that secret yeah. virus. And it changed the whole look of them. If you look at a picture of them children that have had it and those people that had it, their whole cranium is different than ours. <clears throat> it doesn't mean they're apes and there doesn't mean they're anything. They're right. evolved. It's disease. And then they get right. thickened skull walls and, you know, yeah. even, like, even like the uh, the elephant man. We have his, his skeleton is preserved right now. He, sure. he was a real man. And he had such a large head because of disease and, and, sure. and birth defects. And right. his, his, his whole, his whole <clears throat> skeletal system was altered and everything. Because right. Well, and we've got that in today, and that didn't need to take millions of years. Yeah. I, I don't know too much about disease. I, I didn't study medicine in school. No, but, but I mean, it's in the right. right now. Yeah, I mean, with... Obviously, with disease, you're going to have drastic change. You're going to have, it's going to do things to the body that's not, that's not normal, okay? Um, with, with evolution, obviously, the idea is to get a bigger head, to become smarter. Um, you know, there are tribes in Africa that have smaller heads than we do. That's just how, that's how they're made. 
And you have people in Northern Europe that have bigger heads than we do. They've got bigger noses. They've got bigger bodies. People in Russia, people in Australia are, are differently made. So we're all made differently, and, and evolutionists will come at that from the standpoint of saying, well, because they're in that environment, that's how they had to evolve that way in order to compensate for the environment that they're in. Whereas, to me, that just shows the power of, of God to show that he knew where they were going to be living, so he, he made them that way specifically so they could survive the, the habitat that they're in. It's not a matter of evolving. It's a matter of a grand designer. And so, to, to me, that's, that's the way that that points. I'm not sure if anybody's heard of the new fossils they found out in so South Africa. They found some in caves down there uh, very recently, and everybody's getting all excited because these are the first fossils they found in years. In years. <laughs> like, oh, we found three more fossils, yay! Well, good for you, you're about 10 million behind. <laughs> it's just that they believe them to be within either the, some people believe that they're in the Homo species, other people believe they're in the Australopithecus species, but nobody knows yet, and they're not going to really open anybody's mind to anything different. They're, they're just going to back their theory, I guess. But, you know, ultimately, we, we know that they come from an almighty creator. <clears throat> any, any other questions about the, the presentation? Yes? Yes? Years ago, I met a man who worked on his home. He was the former head of anthropology at Kent State. Really? Okay. And he was there personally dug up the bones. And uh, I worked on his house off and on for 30 years. And wow. He would sit down and speak, and he would bring up all of his mumbo jumbo. Sure. And I mean, the man is, is forgotten more than I'll ever learn. Yeah. Uh, very educated. Mm -hmm. uh, very smart. Yep. Yeah, uh, ignorant of, of God. We try to talk about God, and he's just nothing to do with Right. Uh, educated beyond uh, talking to. Sure. But just the fact that we were talking, he was showing me things and talk about being there and, and doing it. I mean, he was like a little kid at Christmas time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Scary. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one thing I found out in school, too, is when they're inside their comfort zone, when they know what they're going to talk about, they're brilliant. They are. They're, they're genius. And they know, they know how to make a story sound amazing because they've done that for so long. But as soon as you take them out of their comfort zone, they're, they're kind of at a standstill, like a, like, a de like a deer in the headlights. But they just they always go back to that. They, and they can't see any different. They can't see any different. Yes, Pastor? I just was curious. When I was in school, they taught us that we got the idea that we came from apes. Right. Now, how has that changed? Has it changed since I was younger, say, 40 years ago, or is it just that I misunderstood it? Because you're saying, and maybe you can maybe capitalize sure. what you taught us here real quick about those four different groups. Sure. And we came from one of the four, and I'm not sure how that fits in with what I was taught, or maybe that's obsolete now. Right. <clears throat> so, things change all the time, okay? And theories change all the time. <laughs> and most of the time they change to fit what we want them to make them sound like, Okay. So, um, as I'm, I don't know what they taught 40 years ago, <laughs> but, but I do know that, I don't mean to sound bad there, <clears throat> but, um, right, right, right. No, what, what they're teaching today is the fact that we all came from the same ancestor, um, because... Science doesn't show that we came from an ape. It's, it's not possible. And, and therefore, you have the answer to the problem where, well, if we evolved from apes, then how come apes are still alive, but nothing between us and apes are still alive? Right? 
So they, they realized, well, yeah, you make a good point there. So we're going to change it around a little bit and say, oh, we were wrong before, and now we're right. And so now they say we both came from the same ancestor, and so now we're siblings, I guess, if you want to. Um, we're, but we all came from the same ancestor. As far as that tree goes, um, <clears throat> we all kind of came from the same group. So, so some of those obviously have died out. Um, uh, the, I believe um, the apes are from the, the Paranthropus group. Uh, they're still part of the, it's called the, um, uh, the pan uh, species now. A chimpanzee is known as a pan troglodytus, okay? Um, so that, that, that's its own species. But we're both within what's called the, the uh, hominidae, hominidae species, okay? Or family, if you will. And we're both in that umbrella, okay? So we, we all came from the same being, animal, whatever you want to call it, and now we're siblings. Yes, or Sam. So when you're saying like, you don't come from like, the same being, mm-hmm. like, did you mean us as humans, or like coming from like, the same root in a certain species, or do you mean, because it almost sounds like scientists are saying, you know, we all come from one, which would support biblical. Right. So I, I don't know if I'm... Right, so both. So, so mankind as a whole is known as Homo sapiens. That's, that's the species that mankind is known as. Okay? And so genetics show that all mankind has come from one man. Okay? We, we've all come from one man. There was one man on the earth, and it replenished the earth, as the Bible says. But they also believe that Homo sapiens evolved from a former... Can you repeat the first part of your question again? I don't remember. <laughs> so, so, Homo sapiens are, like I said before, if I can go back to the slide. <clears throat> uh, there are four branches here. Okay, there's four different branches, and we all come from, from one animal, from one, from one previous ancestor that is now extinct. We don't, the previous ancestor is no longer living now, so we don't have proof that there ever was one. They don't, they've never found one, and they've never classified us from, they, they've never classified one specific uh, species from which we've come from, because they don't know. There, there, there's no proof to show that. They can guess and say, maybe we came from this species or, or this species, because we're kind of similar in this area, but they've, they've never pinpointed it down to say, we came exactly from this species. Because they can't. There, there's no evidence to, to prove that or to show that. But they do believe that we all, that, that Homo sapiens, that, that chimpanzees, that gorillas, that, that gibbons, whatever other kind of monkey you can find that are all similar, we all came from one formerly living species that's no longer alive, that's, that's extinct now. Does that answer your question? Yeah. So we all came from, from one single celled organism. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's, they believe that. Right, right. Yes, you had a question? No, I don't know if there's any question, but uh, how does one species or whatever evolve faster and more prominent than another, like humans? How are we so much smarter than chimpanzees if we do all evolve from the same one when right. they have? You know, intelligence and more, right. you know, 
you say, okay, we evolved and you keep evolving, mm -hmm. you keep getting smarter, 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 here we are, but there they are. Right. You know, so how, does, how do they support that? Um, due to the fact that different environments. So, so human beings, things evolve because their environment is changing. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's that's a very good question. <laughs> that's a very good question, and that's, that's something that uh, they might have an answer for. But but as far as I can tell, you know, the, the best answer that they can give you is because of the environment, because of what they needed at that time, they changed themselves to fit the environment that they're in. And so just like you know, if if you know, fish evolved into land organisms. They had to evolve into land organisms because the water was running out, or because there was more food on land. So they realized, oh, I need more food. I should, I should evolve legs, and I'll crawl onto land. That's just, that's just the thinking behind it, because because the environment demands it, the species grows it. Okay, and that's that's their thinking behind it, and that's all the proof they have. I can understand, you know, everyone kind of evolving, not like not really evolving, but right. changing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I, I do believe that. I believe that there is what's called microevolution and macroevolution. Okay. Microevolution is evolving within the species. Okay. So so when 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 human beings or when when the British first came over to to North America, they brought with them disease. Right. And and it wiped out many of the North American Indian tribes. It did. Because their body was not used to that. But over time, their bodies cre created the antibodies to help defend against those, those diseases. Our, our bodies are amazing things, and they can do that. That's called microevolution. But they don't evolve into a different species altogether. And they've, they've never seen that happen. Do we have time for one more question? One more. All right, Tony. Right. That's a good question. <laughs> you would have to have a male and female evolve at the exact same time. You'd have to have one, like they'd have to split almost. Right. <laughs> You're right. You're exactly right. At the exact same time, you have to have the evolution of two different beings, you know, uh, you know a, a male and female of the exact same species to procreate. And... That's the best answer you have. That's the best answer you have. Thanks so much for your time, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the questions. I think that they need to, um, you know, you've seen that thing got milk, haven't you? <laughs> I think they need to have the Big Bang and put got faith. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think probably uh, our teenagers, probably the thing they can't wait for, Brother Mark, is when you start talking about dating methods. And, uh, I think that's going to be a real popular one that week. Dating methods, all right? <laughs> well, listen, I understand that uh, this has been a little bit different, but because it is our normal service, we're still going to have a, a very brief uh, opportunity for you to, to uh, pray or to meet a need. Maybe there's somebody you know that you're praying for or somebody that's hurting or somebody that is lost and needs Christ. Let's go ahead and stand for just a moment. We'll take just a moment. I don't know tonight. You've been here, and maybe you don't have 
it's settled. You don't even know for sure if you died, you'd even go to heaven. Let me, you know, we're talking about evolution versus, or creation versus evolution. And the fact is, from the biblical perspective, God is real. It is fact. He 